Launch Director NTD, our launch team is ready to proceed at this time. Ha, ha, ha. get this uh let's get this show on the road as they say let's um stop beating around the bush i am well first of all uh thank you for waiting uh welcome back to you as well for those that are following and are tuning in and um welcome back it's good to be back Thank you for your um, encouragement to to get back, but also just encouragement to encouragement for whatever. Um, there's a lot to unpack, and I would I would really really hope and pray that um, well that you make it to the end of this episode uh, <laughs> because there's. There are some things that I would like to to also talk about um, after I, I discuss my father. Um, it's just things that I've been thinking about, and um, it, it pertains to you know to me and and hopefully to other people. Um, this is awkward, I'm actually, kind of. Stumped here. I'm shocked that I'm feeling awkward. Um, and I'm I'm promising myself that I'm not going to edit this, just because I just want this to be really pure and authentic. But anyway, so let's get started. Um, so it, look, it's the beginning of March right now. I believe it's March third that I'm recording this. I'm recording this on a Friday evening. Um, and I. I've been prepared to to record this episode because I wholeheartedly want to and I need to um but I at the same time have been um avoiding it avoiding thinking about it avoiding the planning for it um and so like most of my interviews I've done a little planning and I just go with my gut um my last episode was December 23rd of last year two days before Christmas shout out to Juan Rivera um Wow, I might want to edit this because I just almost fell off the fucking chair. Sorry, I'm just turning off my phone. <laughs> Things I think about any other time, but... Um, yeah, let me turn this off. Okay. Let's start over, shall we? So shout out to Juan Rivera. Um, 
the reason why I say it is because I released our conversation, his episode, his interview on December 23rd. And if you follow me on social media, if you follow the podcast, well, especially the social media part, you know that not only do I then present a new episode, but for the following week, or at least four to five days, I will share tidbits of that conversation through social media and kind of dive in a little deeper, giving things some context, you know, just kind of further elaborating um, the conversation and uh, trying to present a, f- a more more of a scope to what we were talking about. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing all that up is because I was literally starting my second day of sharing um, Juan's interview when um, Tuesday morning, December 27th, um, I woke up early because my schedule that week was to start work early all week. Um, and I was on my way to work earlier than usual. And as I got in my car and drove down the road, I noticed I had a missed call and I had a text from my uncle, my father's brother. Um, and the text said something like, you know, um, Uh, your father, um, your father had a stroke. He's in critical condition. Uh, give me a call or something like that. Maybe I am. Uh, and there's a lot of things that are running through my mind, but I, I genuinely do remember feeling thoroughly confused. Um, confused like um, like this is the Twilight Zone episode did I really wake up am I still sleeping what like you know um, just off just emotionless and I remember I was driving down Church Street here in Landisville and I didn't stop I just kept going and I remember feeling guilty because I wasn't stopping, but I, my body was just on autopilot. Um, so I pull over at the Hemphill High School parking lot and I like, read the text again. I read it. I, I'm starting to absorb it a little more. I call my uncle and my uncle's the one that told me that I had a stroke. They found him at work. He's in a hospital in Philly. They don't think he's going to make it. And um, and sorry, I'm not. I'm, I'm apologizing because I'm just. This is the first time I'm talking about this. I'm realizing this. I was realizing it actually shortly before I started recording this. And as I'm talking, I'm realizing that this is the first time I'm telling the story. So I haven't really revisited these feelings. But anyway, 
long story short, I get back home. I obviously, I turn back around. I let work know I'm not, I have an emergency. I can't come in. Um, I get back home. My wife is, um, my wife's a nurse. My wife is a wound care specialist. She's badass. She's been doing this for a long time. So, um, you know, when she hears something like stroke, massive stroke, you know, she reacts appropriately with some concern. And when I woke her up out of the bed and explained why I was back home and what had happened to my dad, um, she immediately got up and, and I remember her consoling me a little bit and I was confused. Um, but I also understood and it's really hard to explain and this is the first time I'm saying this but I I, from the minute my uncle told me they don't think he's going to make it I felt it in my bones that I'm losing my dad um, you know this is 7 in the morning now I'm, I'm calling my sisters I left a voicemail from my sister Emmy Called my sister Veronica. Um, I couldn't leave her voicemail because her voicemail was full. So I called her husband, my brother-in-law Dave, and I uh, told him. And he told my sister. So at this point now, um, um, my wife and I are getting ready to pick up my dad's wife and then head to Philly, where he's at. Um, um, Einstein Medical Center. Jesus, I probably should have wrote all this out before I started recording. Um, I'm really going to look this up. Is that where he was at? I can't even remember. Yeah, Einstein Medical Center in Philly. Wasn't really crazy about that place, but anyway. Um, I'm numb. I'm numb. I'm realizing I'm still numb. I'm numb. Uh, uh we get we get to Philly. And we get into the medical center and we go to the emergency room where they have him. And they have him in the, you know, this like made up room that's covered by a curtain. You just walk down the hallway and there's, you know, like stalls off to the side covered by curtains. And he's in there. And that's where I saw my dad. I saw my dad uh, laying there, you know, like he was sleeping. And he had a tube in his mouth. Um, it was the first time I saw my dad in three years. And I, I walked in with his wife. And I just, I held his hand. And there was, you know, an IV in his hand. 
and I touched his face and uh, I just felt like uh, that he would wake up and look at me and be grouchy because I woke him up because that's just what my dad did. They were at this point um, getting ready to transfer him to uh, um, ICU. They had his belongings in a bag, his work boots. My father had a, a hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic stroke while at work. He's 66 years old, and he's working 10, 12-hour days, swing shifts. This was typical for him. This was normal for my dad. My dad was doing that since I was a kid. And I remember having conversations with him as I got older. And I would say, you know, Dad, you can't can't keep working like that. You know, you, you're not in your 30s anymore. My dad worked at a steel mill. If you want to call it that, he was a... Uh, was an engineer, technician. I, I got to be honest with you. No matter how many times my dad explained it to me, I never really quite understood what he did. But he just did some some important techie shit. But he had to, you know, go into these furnaces that were 130 degrees, 130 degrees around there. Um, you know, climbing up and down, and and he had to. He had to to deal with some things that at his age and considering. His medical condition, my dad had bad blood pressure that I wasn't really aware of. He had a you know, a knee surgery or knee replacement, I believe, actually. He had his thyroid. Yeah, he was under a lot of meds. On a lot of meds. And uh you know just not a good combination and I guess long story short, he he suffers a stroke at work he's alone and it wasn't until the next person coming in to relieve him of his shift comes in and finds my dad how long my dad was laying there no one knows the reason why i'm saying all this is because you know these are things that um that i'm learning as i'm looking at my dad I'm you know and I see a bag of his stuff his work boots and um from the very beginning it it, it didn't look good for my father and I think from the very beginning once I was in there and I was getting an idea of what was going on and and then hearing about what he was um succumbed to that makes sense what he what he had dealt with in the you know the the, the leaking of blood in his brain causing a lot of damage it was it was hard for me to hear all that and look at my dad and be like, damn, it's the first time I'm seeing you in three years. And I just kept apologizing. I'm sorry. 
father and I had a uh, just an odd relationship. My dad just was my dad's a loner. He was a loner. He he loved hard but in his own way. Um and there were times that I I grew angry because he never asked how I was doing or check up on me or checked up on my kids, his grandkids, you know. And I grew angry. I grew um over the years I got burned out by the one-sidedness of it. And then eventually I just stopped. There's a bunch of other shit too, you know. My dad was he was a deep thinker and he believed in and thought his way. And some of those beliefs did not coincide with mine. And I think there were times where dad really stuck to his guns and if it meant that we didn't talk, we didn't talk. And, and then I feel like I in turn did the same thing. And it's wasn't the right thing but you couldn't have convinced me of that if my father was still alive I was only able to see that after my father died which is fucking horrible excuse the language that was all December 27th by the next day um, my father passed away just was there was no no hope you could talk to him and he just laid there and they had heat lamps to keep him warm it just it's the first time I saw my father His in a in a vessel as a vessel, um, but my dad was gone. Um, at this time, you know, it's myself and my sister Veronica, um, my wife and and my. My brother-in-law, Dave, my wife, Alexandra, my brother-in-law, David, and my dad's wife. Um, my sister, Emmy, was, you know, frantically trying to figure out how to get from Texas because she's in Texas. And so at this time, the flights are what, you know, what was going on at that time with flights. It was impossible for her to get here in in time uh, so she drove you know her and her fiance Mary drove from Texas because they would have they would get here sooner than waiting for a flight so that was hard because I really I wanted I really would have wanted all of us together and we were eventually um, 
I felt I felt bad and sad for my sister because she was so far away and I um and I felt um sad from my sister who's with me because because she's hurting and my sisters are hurting and I found myself going into autopilot often and it scared me how quickly I could do it but I just chalked it up to that was just the way the body was dealing with the shock value of everything I would have moments that I would break down and begin to feel it and then I just snap myself out of it and that's usually hard for me to do once I once I cry, man, it, I cry. But we made a decision that that dad um, needed rest. The decision didn't come easily, but we were able to agree finally and my sister and I uh, Veronica and I stood there alone with our dad and watched them leave And I remember just holding her and hearing her just say, bye, daddy, bye, daddy, bye, daddy, over and over again. And it, it, it hit, it hit, it, it hit. You hear often about the belief that when you die, your life flashes before your eyes, but you never hear about when you're watching someone pass, how your life with that person flashes before your eyes. And that's what happened to me. Now I can remember everything. All of a sudden, I was just remembering things.
was 36 hours or whatever, man. It felt like... It felt like three years. I watched him leave. And then I tell myself, you know, he was already gone. It's different. <clears throat> because people will say things like, you know, uh, you know, your soul is, your soul is what's important. Uh -huh. You know, the body's just a vessel. And so, you, you can't take that with you. So, don't get attached to it. It's, it's easy to say that. It's hard, though, be, to go through it because, let's just be honest, you know, the spirit is, is one thing and the body is another, but you you see the body. You associate that soul with the body. So when I see my dad laying there, I know he's gone, but I'm still looking at the man that raised me. I'm looking at the man that sacrificed everything all the time. And it's hard to just say, he's in a better place now and I'm happy. So I'm looking at the man that I love and he's not there. And I just kept rubbing my fingers through his hair. And I and I kept touching him. I kept touching his arms. So I could feel him. Because I knew that was it. That was going to be it, man. I just, I just kept touching him and... Uh, told him I loved him. I did. I told him I loved him. I told him I was sorry. And I told him that I forgave him. I gotta be honest that I didn't make it any easier. Excuse me. It didn't make it any easier. My dad died December 28th and he was buried a week later. When I went through all of the messages he had sent me on 
Facebook Messenger. <laughs> and now they just they just mean something different now. My dad was never really a conversationalist. All we would get were memes or e-cards for our birthday. And I remember being like, man, all I want is just you to come over and hang out. And now I I look at what he did send me and I'm like, man, why couldn't I just appreciate it then? Why didn't I just... And I get it. I know where I was at. But it's a shame that it, it had to be his death to just make me not be so f- angry, I guess. So that's in a nutshell. And trust me. There's a lot. There's a lot more that I will not discuss because it's just not appropriate. In a nutshell, that's what um, I've been up to. My sisters, if I'm speaking for them, they, you know, they're doing, they're dealing with this in their own way. So. I wanted to to discuss also that I wanted to discuss how important it was for me to share this because I needed to. And I couldn't just jump back into the podcast and not acknowledge this hole in me that would be the ultimate disrespect you know to my father or to his memory so if one person watches this i'm just as happy i don't really care about the stats it's just about sharing it so that one day my great great grandchildren will look back hopefully if they think I'm cool enough (laughs) then they'll go oh look there's you know there's abuelo and this this is when he lost his dad And he's hurting. Because pain is real. And we can't mask pain. We can't uh, pretend it's not there. You know. There's a difference between getting up and moving on. And getting up and acting like nothing happened. Something happened. But we got to push on. 
and I'm trying to find that balance of pushing on and consistently um, honoring my father, remembering him, um, trying not to get lost in the shuffle, trying not to free fall. Like sometimes I feel like I'm free falling. I cannot tell you the amount of support that I received from family and friends and even acquaintances, people that I've met a couple times and, you know, through the podcast and they've gone through the same thing. And I'm not going to mention names because I'm not trying to, that's not the point. You know, I'm not going to name drop and, and that's not the point. The point is, is that just on some like humanitarian shit. It was so beautiful to get love like that and just people just reaching out um, and giving their advice, offering their advice because they've been through it. Um, everybody's experience is different. Even if it's the same circumstances, it's different. But I'll always appreciate that love because um, it, it, it really did mean a lot. It did. I'm so I'm so grateful. Um I interview people on a podcast about their journey because I believe that sharing your story will bridge gaps and that's how we learn by listening and so I always said I I, I will always share my journey also and I I had to do this this is a big part of my life um, and my life is different forever and my wife has been the ultimate the ultimate I have a best friend in my wife and I have a wife in my best friend And she uh, just, just, she was always there that entire time. Just never made me feel like I was a burden. And just, she really, really took control of things. Uh, so that I could, you know, along with my sisters, try to manage. But I, I, I couldn't have handled it if I didn't have the love and support of Alexandra and right now my heart is with her and her family because my my wife lost her aunt last week and they've got a lot on their plate her family and, and it's just a just a just a tough year already sun rises and the sun sets with or without us with or without us and I have to be present for my life 
for my children. So they're going to see me in pain. And I'm going to handle it well and I'm going to move in stride. And But they're going to see me in pain. And they're going to see me be okay. Because that's life. This is life. And the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and the, you know, 2020 hindsight, and, and the regrets, and the. That's life too. But I'm moving closer day by day by understanding that, you know, my father wasn't just a father. He was a man. My father was just a man who had his flaws, who had demons that I still don't know. I just know that he was dealing with things. And I I, I wish I would have been more in tune that I, I could have reached him maybe and, and made him more comfortable to talk to me. But it is what it is. What are you going to do? You don't know these things until it's too late. So I think about my dad every day, every day, every day, every day. And I try to do the best that I can with what I have and that's what my dad did and so that's why I'm sharing this also so that you know you're doing the best you can with what you have but if there's somebody in your life that you haven't talked to in a while that means something to you is there something going on that's holding you back from bridging that gap Just give yourself the five minutes that you have and use them because I wish I had those five minutes right now. I wish I had him right here just so I could hug him and tell him, man, I fucking love you. I love you and I'm sorry. You're my idol because my dad was my idol. My dad was stoic. My dad was, he didn't talk about his feelings and he didn't really get into that shit and he didn't really convey himself or you understood him. He was, it was tricky with my dad. You know, my dad spoke in code. If you know him, you know what I'm talking about. But me, my sisters, we knew. And I wish I could just hold him and tell him that I love him I mean it I would always kiss him and tell him I love him but I wish I would have shook him and forced him to hear me because my dad always got uncomfortable when it came to saying I love you or hearing it anyway wow I don't even know this episode is I don't know. I don't know. But 
I needed to acknowledge it, and I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I shared it. It's the first time I talked about it since it happened. Um, you know, it's pouring right now. I don't even know this microphone's picking it up, but it's Friday night, um, and I'm feeling, I don't know, started singing Montel Jordan all of a sudden. Um, no, it's Friday night, it's raining, it's, it's, life is hard, life is challenging, but life is good, and so I'm blessed, I'm blessed, and um, wherever my father is, you know, wherever my my wife's aunt, Titi Iri, wherever she is, wherever we go, when we leave this life, whatever your belief is, because I believe that we just, you know, the lights just don't go out, and then that's it. There's There's something else. Wherever my dad is, I hope that he's okay. I hope he's happy. I hope he's genuinely stress-free and resting because my dad never rested. And he literally died working. He never even got to retire. 66 years old, 66 years young. My father, Felix Arroyo. Uh, you know, we got the same name. I got the same name as him. I just have a middle name. That's why I'm not a junior. My mom wanted to name me Christopher. Um, her favorite grandfather was named Christopher. But my father wanted me to be a junior. My mom didn't want me to be a junior. Because that shit would get too confusing. And, it, and it, she was right. Because even though I wasn't a junior, I, trust me. Male and, you know, credit. It was all confused together still. So they compromised and they came up with Felix Christopher Arroyo, and that's my name. But my father would always refer to himself as, he'd call me sometimes and he'd say, Felix, this is your father, Felix Sr. Like, Dad, you don't got to introduce yourself to me. I, I'm pretty sure I know who you are. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable. And if you made it this far, God bless you. I don't usually, I don't think I've ever done this before. So, but anyway, um, I am like super excited to get back in the saddle with this podcast. And I'm excited to share more stories and journeys with you. Um, so get ready um, next week I actually have an interview with uh, Ethan Poetic Ethan's uh, conversation um, his interview was the last one I, I did for 2022 it was about I think maybe early December when he came over and he's got an interesting story and, and if you don't know Ethan Look him up. I know a lot of you already have. Is his story made waves? Uh, and when I got hip to him, I needed to talk to him. And he stopped by. We had a great conversation. So that's the last interview I did in 2022. There is no video content for that interview. Um, 
but after that there will be video content hence the, the recording right now I'm, I'm trying um, be patient with me and I will stand and deliver thank you uh, I missed y'all and I look forward to uh, to getting back into the swing of things so as always remember maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons my name is Felix C. Arroyo and these are the Journeyman Chronicles y'all be safe Thank you.